Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston sits down for a conversation with a couple of Heartlight's teens. For the past two decades, Heartlight has become the country's premier residential counseling center and boarding school for struggling teens. Founded in 1998 by Mark Gregston and his wife, Jan, Heartlight is a program that not only modifies behavior, but one that seeks to offer a unique transformative journey through a relational experience that offers counseling, small group therapy, academics, and activities. We hope you find encouragement as you listen to these stories today. Hey, Ashlyn, thank you so much for coming in and uh, sitting down with me on this rainy uh, East Texas morning. Yeah. (laughs) You know, you look tired. Yeah. A little bit? Yeah, a little little bit. bit. Okay. Tell me, you know, things were going on at home and you ended up here at Heartlight. And most people know that it's a residential counseling center for kids, and and uh, we have 60 kids that live here with us, and so they're from all over the country. And, and uh, Ashlyn's been here for a while, but tell me how you got here in the first place. Uh, I got here because a lot of stuff was going on with my parents, and a lot of stuff was going on with me. I kind of lost track inside of myself. Okay, what does that mean, lost track of yourself? Uh, I hung out with the wrong people, and... I wasn't doing very well, like, emotionally and mentally. Mm. So I kind of lost who I was. Wow. So it was all these other people's fault? No. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's funny how everybody goes, well, I was hanging around the wrong people. And I go, no, no, those those people were hanging around you. Yeah. You know, and so you started making But what was going on in your head that started causing the conflict? What were you looking for or hoping for or? Uh, I just wanted to be myself, like just independent and just live on my own, do my own thing without having anyone control me. Why? I don't know, because I just, I was born an independent baby. I was always an independent person. I mean, would your parents sit there and go, she was like this when she was four years old. She was like this when she was five. She was independent. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Wow. So you, so you're wired that way. Yeah. So it's going to cause a little bit of conflict when a parent tries to say, hey, let's, Let's let's make sure we're not too independent yet. So you wanted to be on your own. The problem was you're a little bit younger at the time, and it and you're making your decisions. So what were you doing? Like when you say I was doing stuff that um, I wasn't going home. I was uh, I wouldn't answer my parents when they would text me and call me. I kind of just went off and did my own thing. I would either be at the gym, I'd be around with my friends all the time. I would stay at my friend's house. Yeah, so what was it at home that was going on that you say it got bad at home? What do you mean it got bad? My, I guess my controlness of just wanting to do my own thing and just wanting to be myself and take control of my life got in the way of things with my parents, and mm. it kind of took over a lot. And and so you were kind of moving away from them, and they were trying to pull you back in. yeah. And I wouldn't let them pull me back in, yeah. and it made things worse Yeah, to the point where I just wouldn't go home. Wow. Yeah. And so then you don't go home, then it just magnifies the problem and makes it 
yeah. even more worse. Yeah. And so how did your parents approach you? What would they say to you? Or what were you hearing them say when they would kind of confront you on stuff? Uh, I would get mad because I have like really bad anger. Hmm. So I would get mad and then I would run away. Is the anger because you're not getting what you want? I guess like part of that, but part of it is it got to the point of where I didn't know how else to react anymore besides out of anger because that's, I just got used to being angry all the time. And the only time I wasn't angry was with my friends. So that's kind of where I found my safe zone was with my friends. Wow. So. Doing normal things. Mm -hmm. Just hanging out and having fun. That was like the most time I was ever smiling and laughing was just being around my best friends. When somebody wasn't telling you what to do? Yeah. I guess. Wow. <laughs> you think it's rooted in selfishness? Mm, I was never really selfish with my friends at all. Yeah. Like I would take bullets for them. Like I'm the type of person that would definitely take bullets for my friends. I would definitely put myself over my friend. I mean, my friends over myself. Yeah, yeah. And I would always be there for them. They would always be there for me too. But I would, uh, yeah. So let me ask you this. So what was it about home um, that was so repelling if your family's wanting to move towards you and you were with friends and they're wanting to have relationships as well. What was the, what was the hard spot there? Mm, the hard spot was I didn't let them in. I just didn't want them in because I kind of raised myself and my grandma also helped raise me. Mm. And when she passed, I kind of just raised myself because my parents didn't really teach me anything. Mm. And I learned everything either from my friends, my grandma, or on my own. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess I kind of, like, got really close with my friends a lot more because, like, they taught me a lot of stuff. Yeah. And I learned a lot from them. So, but I I just felt like I didn't need them in my life because they weren't teaching me anything. Yeah. And... I didn't see why I needed them if they weren't going to, like, help me out for future. Do you think that was more your perspective or they're just not wanting to teach anything? No, they didn't really know, like, what to do to teach me. And that we've talked about this and they've apologized for not, um, like, teaching me and, like, raising me to, like, learn certain things in the future. You got brothers and sisters? Mm-hmm. Okay, I so, have brothers. So they raised them one way. And you, so you have brothers, but, but you're a girl, and, mm-hmm. and you're more independent than your brothers, I would think, mm-hmm. are you? And so you're just, it's just different. Doesn't mean it's worse. It just means that it's different. Yeah, because I'm the oldest. Yeah. And, uh, but they have also talked to my brothers about, stuff that they should have done with me differently. Like, they've already, like, helped teach them future stuff. They've already, like, they they pretty much have done what they should have done with me. Yeah, So Because yeah. they saw where they made a mistake, so now they're working on that. So what that means is they're just like every other parent out there. Yeah. I mean, everybody learns with the first one. Yeah. I mean, I think everybody's always overprotective, over-controlling. Mm-hmm. It's kind of parenting like they were parented rather than looking to the— and finally when a second kid comes along, they go, okay— there's they know a, what to do. There's a difference here. Now we can do it different. And so, you know, the third one, the fourth one down the road, they they don't have any rules or anything mm-hmm. else because everybody's learned, all oh, this really doesn't matter as much 
as the as they thought it did with the first one. And so, I mean, I would think your parents are pretty normal because of that. Yeah. Okay. So if you had, you know, if, if there were, I mean, if there's parents out there that that have a child that's just like you, what would what encouragement could you can you give those parents to kind of help with their relationship with their child that's just like you? Um. Know where you've gone wrong and, like, apologize and, like, you just got to start things off slow instead of, like, constantly nagging at them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because it'll help a lot and it won't chase them away because me, it chased me away to the point of where I would literally run away. Yeah. And um, I got to the point of where I just liked not being home, so I'd never go back home. Yeah. So uh, I would just, like, Go into it slow and not yeah. forcefully and just slowly get into a relationship. Maybe go out for like coffee. Spend or, more time doing that. Yeah. But kind of feed the independence a little bit rather yeah. than taking away from it. Yeah. How's your relationship with your parents now? Really good. See? Like amazing. That's good. Yeah. I mean, that's cool. And you know, and you know where the next stage that you'll probably encounter something mm -hmm. is when you go off to college or something. Yeah. And you go, wait, I'm independent. Yep. And then what's the next stage? It's when you get married and you go, I'm independent. Yeah. You know, and then when you have kids, I'm independent. I mean, there, there's there's nothing wrong with being independent. That's mm -hmm. wonderful. Yeah. But you have to understand how where, to handle it. Yeah, where it's gonna where it's gonna be a benefit to you and where it's gonna be a weakness to mm -hmm. you. And that's kind of normal. Well, look, thank you so much for being a part of the program. You're, you're just a sweetheart of a gal. I mean, I, I just, I think the world of you. And, oh. uh, and I, you, you put things really well. And because it's, what I hear you saying is, th this is me. It's not, you're not blaming everybody else. This is you. Yeah. And, and that's a neat thing. I, mm -hmm. I like who you are. So that's wonderful. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for being a part. Yeah. You bet. Nobody cares more about their teen than moms, but even moms can get discouraged and distracted when watching their teen go through those difficult adolescent years. You can feel alone and helpless, unable to know how to encourage your teen. It can get hard to trust God's goodness in the midst of such hard times. Mark Gregston knows the feeling. That's why he wrote Prayers for My Teen. It's a book of prayers and devotionals to help moms keep their eyes on God and their hearts uplifted even when your teen is struggling. Prayers for My Teen is a great addition to your purse, bedside, glove compartment, or desk drawer as a simple way of reminding you of God's faithfulness to you and love for your family. Get your copy of Prayers for My Teen at parentingteenresources.org. Joey, thanks for being a part of the program. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm from California. I'm 15, actually 16 now. Yeah. I came here mainly because of family issues, I guess. Really? I used to fight with my family a lot. I usually got really physical when I was like 13, 14. Why? I don't know. Just like because I was adopted, I kind of had to, I think it was like RIM or something. I got like rational detachment from my parents. So anytime they wanted to be like actually like huggy or anything, I'd push them away and like run. Wow. Yeah, when I was like really young. Are you still that way? No, not well, anymore. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, that surprises me. Yeah. I mean, when you say that, I'm going, well, I don't sense you're like that. Yeah. I'm kind of a more quiet person, but if you ask me to talk, I'll talk. 
Why do you think that was? I mean, you say you're adopted. Is that a big deal for you? Um, sometimes, like, if someone, like, kind of says something mean about, like, from me being adopted, I kind of get on the, like, offense side. Just like, well, it's kind of mean. Like, what could they say that's mean? What? Like, it was because you're adopted or something like that. Really? Like, if they're, like, mad at me or, like, just something like that. Did When you turned 13, 12, 13, did you think about that a lot? I usually, like, I would isolate and just, when I would isolate, I had a lot of time just to think of my own. A lot of times if I were to get in an argument with my family, I'd go out to our shed and, like, isolate and just kind of do what I want to do. And th- think about it thing? And, yeah. like, what would you think about? Do you remember? Just, like, what about if I wasn't ever adopted by my mom and dad now? Like, oh. what about if I just stayed with my, like, original family? Do you know anything about your birth family? Um, I know my grand- my pops and grandma Brenda. I know them. Yeah. Um, my mom and dad, I know my dad still lives in Cali. He lives in the same town I do. Yeah. My mom, I think, lives somewhere in Washington. Wow. But you don't know anything other Not really. than that. Do you have any desire to to find um, out more about him? My dad, not so much because he still does drugs and stuff like that. Wow. But my adopted mom, I think, started a new life over because yeah. you can like look her up on Facebook and stuff. She just. You You're can, adopted. You mean your birth mom? Yeah, my birth mom. Okay, okay. You can look her up and she she's doing pretty good. She has her own kids now. She kind of turned her life around after she, like, my dad went to jail for a little because he had possession of, like, drugs and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she kind of went out and just, like, I need to go fix my life. So have you ever talked to her? I have not. But you've looked her up on Facebook? My mom talks to me about her sometimes. Wow. Yeah. Well, at least you know her name and you know her, how to get a hold of her, I guess. Yeah. Wow. So when you think about that, I mean, it, it's interesting. You You think... Uh, you know, where would I have been if I w- wasn't adopted? Do you ever think about why she gave you up? She gave us up because my dad couldn't retain custody and my mom was just like, I'm not I'm not going to hang out with this because I don't want to get in trouble. I can't do it. Yeah, she's like, I couldn't do it. And then she tried hiding over my dad. And I think, I'm pretty sure that someone called it in that we were left alone for a long time yeah. in our houses because he would go out and do drugs and stuff. And he would just leave me and my brother alone. At one point, my brother had to take care of me most of the time. He was only one, so. Wow. He was one to two. Wow. We're 14 months apart, and he would have to take care of me and give me baths and stuff. And my mom used to tell me that, like, he would, like, when my mom and dad now, like, mm. they would try giving me baths, my brother would, like, cut in and be like, no, I can do it. Because <laughs> he was so used to it. He's he, so used to taking care of you. Yeah. There's a reason why a mom carries a baby to term and has the baby. Yeah. And it's and she has 9 months to think about whether she's going to keep the baby or not. Yeah. But she also has that time during that 9 months that she could have aborted you at any time and she didn't yeah. do that. Well, so it, it means that she cares for you. Yeah. I mean she cares for your life. Yeah. I mean it in that it's kind of counter to a lot of people who have been adopted who think, who really think, well, my birth mother didn't care about me because she yeah. gave me up. I go, well, no, she carried you to term. Yeah, because for me, I understand that my mom gave me up because she couldn't, she couldn't like hold on to what she was going through. She couldn't like, I don't know how to put it. She just couldn't like take the stress of having two two boys. Yeah. So she just kind of left and left my dad to it. So CPS just kind of picked us up. Wow. Wow. Okay, so when you think about your family now, 
what was the hardest thing for you to kind of get over about the adoption? Was there a, was there kind of something that just stuck in your head and you're just looking for that answer? Yeah. When I was like little, I kind of told you I didn't want parents around. And then once I turned like 12 to 13, my mom and dad put me in mixed martial arts. And wow. it kind of backfired on them. Wow. Because then I started using what I learned there against them when I was about <laughs> 13 or 14. <laughs> I don't know what they were thinking. but Wow. Yeah. Wow. But once yeah. I turned like 15, I started just like, I really didn't like hang out with them. I would go out and hang out with my friends. Not to particularly do drugs, but my mom and dad thought I was at one point uh, huffing WD-40. Yeah. Because I would have empty cans in the back of my truck. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you know, it's it, I mean, it's interesting that you identify and say it's the the uh the attachment thing. But if it was, then you wouldn't be able to attach to other people as well. Yeah. And you attach very well. Yeah. I mean, you're very cordial, you're wonderful, you're yeah. you're attractive to be around, you're fun to talk to, you're I mean, it's Yeah. I'm not like it just for me, it kind of depends how the person is. If, okay, so what? But what changed in you? For I mean, me, something had to change in you. Yeah. Like I just kind of was like, there's no point to push them away because if I push them away, I won't be able to have like a relationship if they go too far. Yeah, which is kind of like what my family's doing when me and my brother. Because it's a little story, but like I started once I started getting like worse, where I'd hang out with my friends late at night, come back at like one or two. Hmm. I've, like my big family, like the whole part of my family yeah, yeah. started pushing me farther away because they were like, okay, we're he's going to be in trouble. He's going to flip out and yeah. stuff like that because I always would throw tantrums at, when I was 13. My sisters would worry that I would throw a tantrum at their house. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so something's changed in you. It's different. How's your relationship with your family now? Um, like my mom and dad, we're having a good relationship. They're kind of my mom and dad are agreeing that I could be like pulled, but they kind of want to keep me in the program mm. just to finish it out, so that they're doing good. Like everyone, so my grandma, my pops and grandma Brenda on my side from my yeah. bloodline, we have always been pretty good, but I think just my sisters and brother in laws are kind of just like they're on the iffy side of yeah, yeah. if they want me back in their life if I yeah. get back from Heartlight. Yeah. Because they think, uh-oh, is it going to be like it used to be Yeah, kind of thing? On the last break, I got to talk to my sister for about a minute. She said that she missed it me, so. Oh. So that minute, did it make you feel pretty good? Yeah. I also get, like, for Valentine's Day, my niece, she sent me a Valentine's Day card. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. You know what? You, you know, you make changes in your life, and it's amazing how people will allow you to come back in. The challenge is helping them get over that image that they used to have of you. Yeah. And uh, so that's what I'm most worried about. I'm just worried that they're going to think I'm going to do the same stuff and be like, okay, we don't want you around because you're going to do the same stuff. Yeah. But well, they, you know how you change that? Yeah. But, don't do the same stuff. Yeah. You know, worry is misuse of your imagination. Yeah. And I go, trust that they, I mean, I bet you they want to have a relationship with you a lot more than they don't want to have a relationship. Yeah, because my one sister, because I have three sisters, one of them was willing to let me around their kids because she didn't really threat yeah. that I would blow up because I love my nieces and nephews. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, look, 
thanks for being a part of the program. It's it's fun just to hear your concepts, but you can tell that there's been change in your life, and, yeah. and uh, I look forward to kind of seeing where all this ends up five, six years from now. That would be kind of cool. Cool. Well, thanks for being a part. No problem. You bet. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, visit parentingtodaysteens.org. And to learn more about Heartlight, visit heartlightministries.org. If this podcast has been helpful in your life and family, please share it or give us a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can listen to Parenting Today's Teens wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.